Hare Krishna everyone, welcome back to Shravanam Diaries podcast. I'm your host Sulalita Devidasi and we're continuing to read The Science of Self-Realization by His Divine Grace Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Reading chapter 1, Learning the Science of the Self. This section is called A Definition of God. Yesterday we stopped at the point where this material world is made of dead matter. Therefore, it is simply an imitation. The reality of things exists in the spiritual world. Those who have read the Bhagavad Gita can understand what the spiritual world is like. For there it is described. Parastasmatu bhavunyo vyakto vyakta sanatanaha Quote, Yet, there is another nature, which is eternal and is transcendental to this manifested and unmanifested matter. It is supreme and is never annihilated. When all in this world is annihilated, that part remains as it is. Unquote. Bhagavad Gita 8.20 Scientists are attempting to calculate the length and breadth of this material world, but they cannot begin. It will take them thousands of years simply to travel to the nearest star. And what to speak of the spiritual world, since we cannot know the material world, how can we know what is beyond it? The point is that we must know from authoritative sources. The most authoritative source is Krishna, for he is the reservoir of all knowledge. No one is wiser or more knowledgeable than Krishna. Krishna informs us that beyond this material world is a spiritual sky, which is filled with innumerable planets. That sky is far, far greater than material space, which constitutes only one-fourth of the entire creation. Similarly, the living entities within the material world are but a small portion of the living entities throughout the creation. This material world is compared to a prison. Prison. And just as prisoners represent only a small percentage of the total population, so the living entities within this material world constitute but a fragmental portion of all living entities. Those who have revolted against God, who are criminal, are placed in this material world. Sometimes criminals say that they don't care for the government, but nonetheless they are arrested and punished. Similarly, living entities who declare their Defiance of God are placed in the material world. 
Originally, the living entities are all part and parcel of God and are related to Him, just as sons are related to their father. Christians also consider God the Supreme Father. Christians go to church and pray, Our Father who art in heaven. The conception of God as Father is also in the Bhagavad Gita 14.4. Sarva yoni shukanteya murtayah sambhavantiyah tasam brahma mahadyonir aham bija pradahpita. Quote. It should be understood that all the species of life, all son of Kunti, are made possible by birth in this material nature, and that I am the seed-giving father." Unquote. There are 8,400,000 species of life, including aquatics, plants, birds, beasts, insects, and human beings. Of the human species, most are uncivilized, and out of the few civilized species, only a small number of human beings take to religious life. Out of so many so-called religionists, most identify themselves by designations, claiming, I'm Hindu, I'm Muslim, I'm Christian, and so on. Some engage in philanthropic work, some give to the poor and open schools and hospitals. This altruistic process is called karmakanda. Out of millions of these karmakandis, there may be one jnani. Jnani means one who knows. Out of millions of jnanis, one may be liberated. And out of billions of liberated souls, one may be able to understand Krishna. This, then, is the position of Krishna. As Krishna himself says in the Bhagavad Gita 7.3 Manushyanam sahasreshu kaschid yatati sidhaye yatatamapi sidhanam kaschin mam vetitatvataha Quote, out of many thousands among men, one may endeavor for perfection, and of those who have achieved perfection, hardly one knows me in truth." Unquote. Understanding Krishna, then, is very difficult. But although the understanding of God is a difficult subject, God explains himself in the Bhagavad Gita. He says like this. Oh, he says, quote, I am like this, and I am like this. The material nature is like this, and the spiritual nature is like that. The living entities are like this, and the supreme soul is like that. <laughs> Thus, everything is completely described in the Bhagavad Gita. Although understanding God is very difficult, it is not difficult when God himself gives us his own knowledge. Actually, this is the only process by which we can understand God. To understand God by 
our own speculation is not possible. For God is unlimited and we are limited. Our knowledge and perception are both very limited. So how can we understand the unlimited? If we simply accept the version of the unlimited, we can come to understand Him. That understanding is our perfection. Speculative knowledge of God will lead us nowhere. If a boy wants to know who his father is, the simple process is to ask his mother. The mother will then say, this is your father. This is the way of perfect knowledge. Of course, one may speculate about one's father wondering if this is the man or if that is the man, and one may wander over the whole city asking, are you my father? Are you my father? The knowledge derived from such a process, however, will always remain imperfect. One will never find his father in this way. The simple process is to take, take the knowledge from an authority, in this case, the mother. She simply says, my dear boy, here is your father. In this way, our knowledge is perfect. Transcendental knowledge is similar. I was just previously speaking of a spiritual world. This spiritual world is not subject to our speculation. God says, there is a spiritual world and that is my headquarters. In this way, we receive knowledge from Krishna, the best authority. We may not be perfect, but our knowledge is perfect, because it is received from the perfect source. The Krishna Consciousness Movement is meant to give perfect knowledge to human society. By such knowledge, one can understand who he is, who God is, what the material world is, why we have come here, why we must undergo so much tribulation and misery, and why we have to die. Of course, no one wants to die, but death will come. No one wants to be an old man, but still old age comes. No one wants to suffer from disease, but surely enough, disease comes. These are the real problems of human life. The real problems of human life. And they are yet to be solved. Civilization attempts to improve eating, sleeping, mating and defending, but these are not the real problems. A man sleeps and a dog sleeps. A man is not more advanced simply because he has a nice apartment. In both cases the business is the same. 
sleeping. Man has discovered atomic weapons for defense, but the dog also has teeth and claws and can also defend himself. In both cases, defense is there. Man cannot say that because he has the atomic bomb, he can conquer the entire world or the entire universe. That is not possible. Man, man may possess an elaborate method for defense, or a gorgeous method for eating, sleeping, or mating, but that does not make him advanced. We may call this advancement polished animalism, and that's all. Real advancement means knowing God. Knowing God. If we are lacking knowledge of God, we are not actually advanced. Many rascals deny the existence of God, because if there is no God, they can continue their sinful activities. It may be very nice for them to think that there is no God, but God will not die simply because we deny Him. God is there, and His administration is there. By His orders, the sun is rising, the moon is rising, the water flows, and the oceans abides. The ocean abides by the tide. Thus, everything functions under His order. Since everything is going on very nicely, how can one realistically think that God is dead? If there is mismanagement, we may say that there is no government. But if there is good management, how can we say that there is no government? Just because people do not know God, they say that God is dead, that there is no God, or that God has no form. But we are firmly convinced that there is God and that Krishna is God. Therefore, we are worshipping Him. That is the process of Krishna Consciousness. Try to understand it. Thank you very much. Yeah, we have completed the section and tomorrow we shall read next section entitled Reincarnation and Beyond. It is a conversation with Mike Robinson of London Broadcasting Company. Shil Prabhupada uh, spoke with him in London in 1976. So we shall read that tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in today. The link to this book is in the description. Please check out our website shravanamdiaries.com and we shall see you. Hare Krishna.